Welcome to The District, a podcast about politics and culture by The Spectator World. I'm Amber Athey, the Washington editor for The Spectator World, and I'm joined by Dominic Green, The Spectator World's editor, and Stephen Miller, a contributing editor for The Spectator World. So we've got a full deck today. Ghislaine Maxwell's trial started today. She is known as the right-hand woman to Jeffrey Epstein, who allegedly killed himself in a prison cell after being accused of running a billionaire pedophile ring um, involving underage girls and some very high-profile individuals. And we've actually just learned from the trial that Epstein's private pilot claimed that former President Donald Trump was one of the passengers on his so-called Lolita Express, where he took some of these flights with um, the young girls who would offer massages to these high-profile men. We previously learned um, that Bill Clinton was also on these manifests dozens of times. So is this it for Donald Trump? I guess I'll throw the question out there. Uh, Is he a political goner after we find out that he is allegedly on this plane? Well, what can you say? I, I suspect Trump, Donald Trump is never a political goner. And I uh, have to say that um, I find it distinctly implausible, and there's no one has said this yet, I find it distinctly implausible that uh, Donald Trump would be on the receiving end of a massage. Um, I think it all too possible that Bill Clinton is, was, um, but it's hard to believe that Donald Trump is notoriously fastidious, as he's already explained when the Steele dossier came up. I find it very hard to believe that he would be in the category of... Uh, the massages who are uh, receiving this stuff, which is obviously some kind of honeypot set up as far as it's now understood. I think there were, from what we can, I mean, my guess, I should say, because we can't really tell, my guess is there are two categories of guests on this uh, private plane, the Lolita Express. One of them are people who like getting free rides and being with other kind of showbiz personalities. And I would put Donald Trump in that category. And one being the kind of person who would be happy to cop a massage from anyone anytime. And I would put Bill Clinton in that group. But I could be wrong. Oh, oh down with all of them, I say. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, if, I mean... I'm I'm expecting like her to just get up in the trial and start shouting names out of all of these people, and if I get anything less than that, then I'm going to be kind of disappointed. Like I, I I hope she just she gets up there and just shouts that Trump and Clinton and Bill Gates and all of these people were going full eyes wide shut on this island with masks and cloaks and everything. I, I don't think it I don't think it matters if Trump is on this manifest. There's video footage of him kind of partying it up with Epstein. So uh, it's just going to be one of those things where any any of Trump's hardcore base, let's pretend that he is going to run in 2024, which I think he is, and this comes up, they're just going to go, what about Bill Clinton? And that's the end of it. And it's just going to be one of those, you know, spraying BS attacks. But yeah, I, I, I hope that I hope they all go down. I hope I hope every single person that was either on that plane or on that island, I hope they kept like a reservation book or, or something. So I say I say name them all. Let's just get it all out there. And um oh, that, that I'd agree absolutely with. The more we know, the better. Yeah, I agree. The question is, are we gonna know? I and I that's the thing is I, I'm not optimistic at all because I found it really odd that investigators never offered Ghislaine Maxwell a plea deal. Like you would think that someone who has this much insider knowledge on this ring of alleged pedophiles and, and sex, sexual human traffickers, including former presidents, you have Prince Andrew allegedly involved in this. 
why wouldn't they be trying to get as much information out of her as possible to take down the biggest fish? Usually that's how an investigation works. In this case, we're now relying on her to, to testify to all of this at trial, but what is she getting out of it? Is this going to help her own guilt? I guess the only way she can really try to um, d- try to prove herself not guilty at this point, I mean, that's not how the trial works, but I mean, the reality is that I think most people will kind of go into this assuming that she's guilty. She's going to have to paint herself as one of the victims of these very powerful men and claim that she was coerced into doing all of this. Well, Amber, you, you've you've jammed our heads down the rabbit hole there. <laughs> Second question, and so we have to keep going. I was told by somebody who was uh, involved in um, the plea deals in Florida in the early 2000s, the one that were made with Alex Acosta, I was told that Jelaine Maxwell understood that she was covered as the, quote, associates who were included in Epstein's plea deal, the one that he got off on these charges of abusing dozens of young girls and spent a few months in a country club prison and basically picked up again uh, straight away when he got out. And this then leads us to, to another kind of rabbit hole question is, why, if you're on the run from uh, the FBI, for instance, why, if you are not an American citizen or you have dual nationality, why do you stay in the continental US? Which is what Ghislaine Maxwell did. And to my mind, and again, I'm just inserting myself further and further down the rabbit hole as I say this. To my mind, one reason would be because perhaps she didn't feel she had to run from the authorities in the US. Perhaps she felt that she was still covered by the 2005 plea deal. Uh, perhaps it was only because Epstein, as, as you so elegantly said, allegedly killed himself. Um, <laughs> only at that point, perhaps, she then uh, became exposed in that someone has to go down for all this, right? And Epstein dodged it. And so then she becomes the target of it. That is what I suspect. But Stephen, you may have a completely different understanding of this. And you may recommend that I take some sedatives and lie down for a bit. No, you don't. You don't. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I mean, much. one of the FUD theories is that she, she didn't leave the country because the CIA can't monitor the homeland of the United States. And of course, she's a, and she's protected by CIA and Mossad. That's one of the more fun theories that, that's floating around out there. Is I've got something theory. I'd like to add to that, actually, that I think bolsters that theory. Yeah, when, you know, when that she's, she's, again, you know, one of these protected upon high people and, you know, the guest list at the Clinton wedding and, you know, partying up at, you know, I don't know if it's Mar-a-Lago or anything like that, but this is kind of what I mean about just like, let's let, let this all come out. <laughs> like, well, here's, here's a question for all you. Again, again, Ghislaine Maxwell, the daughter of Robert Maxwell, yes. Robert Maxwell, I mean, is was a spy for lots of different countries. And... Robert Maxwell receives this hero's funeral in Israel. Again, Jelaine Maxwell has the chance to go to Israel, which doesn't have an extradition treaty, which goes to great lengths, in fact, to avoid extraditing people in all but the most sensitive cases. She doesn't take that. Why? Because she believes that some Israeli agency killed her father, for instance. So this, I mean, I'm sorry, Amber, your podcast has been taken over by conspiracy theorists. Many, many well, I'm a, when it comes to anything Epstein, right. I'm I'm down the, the proverbial rabbit hole as I mean, well. The, I'm right I mean, there Mas- with you. Masad, Masad <laughs> killed Jeffrey Epstein too, so of course she had reason to worry. Okay, well, father. there you go. That, that's another one. So look, if if she's on, if, all right, listen, look, this is this is this is the question. How much of this is she involved in? How much of this is is she a, a fool being played by, as she will claim, by these powerful men? 
is Ghislaine uh, Maxwell, as some people say, the inheritor of Robert Maxwell's connections and spying job, or is she actually a sort of party girl who ran out of money, went to New York and got played by Jeffrey Epstein or was into it? But either way, is is this... The, the whole thing with Epstein is this. Is the sex stuff the actual story or almost a distraction from what is the real story, which is his work for espionage agencies over a number of decades in a number of countries? And to my mind... The real story with Epstein is to do with how he made his money and what he was doing with the information he was gathering. Uh, and the question is then, how much was Jelaine Maxwell a part of that? The man was obviously a tremendous liar. Was she in on that? Or was she partly in on that? Or did she have no understanding of that? Or, I mean, you know, was she, was she aware, for instance, of the tapes that he was making in his house in Florida, in his house in New York? And where are those tapes, by the way? Yeah, I mean, you raise a lot of really interesting threads to pull on Dom and, and, you know, you ask, is, is Jillian being played for a fool or, you know, how much was she actually involved in Epstein's activities? And, you know, I think it's probably a little bit of both. I think based on the, the evidence or at least the testimony from some of the young girls who were involved in the Epstein ring that she did have knowledge of it and was perhaps a groomer. And was helping him find. Girls. Oh yeah, I, I, that too, I suspect. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that to me, all the evidence but, suggests that. But when yeah. you look at the way that the trial is unfolding, and the fact that this plea deal no longer covered her, apparently the one from two thousand five, is she just being the fall guy because it protects all of these other highfalutin individuals, and uh, they're afraid of how many people she could destroy. So it'll be, all right, well, look, uh, Epstein and Jelaine did all of this, and she's been convicted, and she's go- and he's dead. And so, look, we cleaned it all up. We're going to wash our hands of this. It's all it's all done. Lee Harvey Oswald. Is, is Epstein the Lee? Sorry, is, is Maxwell the Lee Harvey Oswald of this story? I don't, I don't think you work as close to a guy like that without being an underling or a partner in all of it. It's, it was such an, it was such an elaborate operation with, you know, how he's running this. I I just don't think, I I don't think you can keep that kind of stuff from your secretary. (laughs) You know, I, I just, I don't see that. I, especially for how long she knew him and, when when she when she's the you know when she's kind of the public face when she's the one popping up at the Clinton's wet Chelsea Clinton's wedding and she's the one popping up at these these galas and she's the one popping up I mean she's clearly she was kind of clearly the face of whatever it was he was doing and involved in and I don't I mean I don't know if she's at these places like handing out Fidelio business cards with a fleur de lis on them or what I don't know any of that stuff but I don't think you work as close to him for as long where he trusts her. Yeah. To have trusted, I mean, to to not, for her to not be, you know, a fed or Mossad, (laughs) she had, she had, he had to have trusted her on some level. So this idea that I was just, you know, the, the wee damsel trapped by his, you know, manipulations and stuff. I I'm sorry. I, I don't buy that. I don't, I don't think you get as close to, that guy and that power, but by just stumbling around into things, you know, she, she's not like discovering a filing cabinet, like Michelle Pfeiffer and Batman returns here. You know, (laughs) she's, she's clearly kind of the public face of whatever's going on. And that's what I mean. I'd like, I'd like to know every single person at that 
Clinton wedding or, you know, it, it clubs were Trump or that's what I say. Just get it. Just throw it all out there. I don't, I don't care how messy it is. I don't think anyone cares how messy it is. Just, just get it all out there and let's just, you know, let, let, let's see, let's kind of see the societal elite kind of, kind of shiver and crumble at this. We're, we're long overdue for a Bane moment now anyway. Another uh, part of this that I think will get the conspiracy theorists going, by the way, is that the one of the lead prosecutors in the case for the Southern District of New York is James Comey's daughter. Um, and she was <laughs> and she was also listed. Her name's Maureen Comey. And um, it, I know it's it's like all perfect. But I, I talked to Joe DeGeneva about this earlier this week. And, and he said that, you know, she's actually very talented at her job and she deserves to be there and she's maybe partially got it because of her name, but she's also a good lawyer. So I'll take him at his word. Um, she was also listed on the documents when Epstein allegedly committed suicide. I love the way you're handling the facts here. And that's exactly <laughs> the tone you're just, looking to take just as use, a serious just outlet. Use, just, just use allegedly a lot and you won't, and we won't get sued. Uh, just allegedly. Yes. It's kind of like with OJ. You just say allegedly a lot. So she was on the documents from the Southern District of New York confirming that they had lost the videotapes and the backup tapes from Epstein's jail cell. So her name's on that. And now she's leading the prosecution against Jelaine. I mean, this is just a field day for people who are trying to find out every facet of, of how the deep state was involved in all of this. I mean, it's going to be a mess. There's going to be so much speculation, and I just don't expect that the trial is going to bear enough fruit for uh, all these questions to be answered and for people to feel satisfied with the outcome. I think you're right, and part of the problem is this. She's not on trial for being a spy. She's not on trial for having dated a spy, uh, and those things aren't necessarily illegal. In fact, usually spies are encouraged to do what they're doing uh, by their own government, and if they're working with other governments, it's in order to um, spill whatever they learn from working with them. What she's on trial for is, is sexual offences against underage girls. And those are alleged to have taken place a long time ago, right? And Alan Dershowitz, who was involved in Epstein's earlier plea deal, and now says he bitterly regrets it. When I asked him about this, he said if he was Ghislaine Maxwell's lawyer now, he would be putting her on the stand for a start and fighting it because he said that the, these charges are so old that it's almost impossible to substantiate them in a fair trial. And that's a very big proviso to add to it. But in, in, in anyone else's trial, in other words, it would be extremely hard to make these charges stick. In this kind of trial, of course, it's very hard to find a juror who hasn't heard of Janine Maxwell and hasn't also heard that Jeffrey Epstein allegedly killed himself. <laughs> Stephen, can you give us sort of a feel of what the media coverage has been so far? I mean, I understand the trial just started today, but it did feel like Leading up to it, um, there was there wasn't a, as much coverage as you would expect from the kind of blockbuster trial like this. I mean, at least part of that is perhaps because they have chosen not to allow cameras in the courtroom. Yes, uh, conspicuously, they've they've no, there's no cameras in the courtroom, and it's like you said, it's just kind of leads this feeds this kind of conspiracy loop where they're not they're not allowed cameras. The prosecutor, James Comey's daughter, isn't the judge a Clinton Obama appointee? Yeah. Um, and I so it was pushed by Chuck Schumer as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> they, they all went and partied. No, I, I mean, there's not a ton of media coverage for exactly the reasons you say that nobody's in the courtroom. So we're getting, you know, these, these fun pastel sketches of, of things and kind of secondhand media reports about, like we learned today, the pilot named, you know, 
five or six people that like John Glenn was in the here was in there. I would have expected better of John Glenn. I just wanted to. I mean, is nothing sacred. Well, they said yesterday they said that he would testify to you know senators and celebrities and an ass and a senator who even became an astronaut, and that kind of narrows it down to two people. And so the, the media coverage is muted to a few. Twitter, you know, media Twitter accounts who are tweeting this stuff out, but it's still, I mean, it's not quote, it's not verbatim, we're not seeing the witness things. It's kind of the antithesis to the Rittenhouse trial where everyone is watching uh, every second of this. And I would argue that this trial is probably a, a little bit more important than that one. I think it is. I think it is. I mean, uh, we're going to be covering it. I can promise you that. <laughs> I think it absolutely is. I think it goes to the, the heart of uh, the corruption in American public life, or rather it's absolutely perceived as going to the heart of it. And so long as we don't know what happened, people will continue to perceive that and think the absolute worst. And everything we hear is the absolute worst in a sort of steady drip of confirmation. Yeah, and let's just face it, it's probably also not being covered because all of those media people were probably on that plane too, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, allegedly. if it's that Perlman was there, I mean, you know. That's what I mean. I mean, it, 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 this kind of reminds me, and this is not, kind of veering off topic a little bit, but um, I, I found like the, the Andrew Cuomo document so fascinating about what we learned about Chris Cuomo. But I think that that's, and I said this on Twitter because these revelations that Katie Turr was just essentially repeating spin from Cuomo's people and Liz Smith and like that. And that's kind of where, you know, people think Chris Cuomo is going to be fired. And I'm sitting here going, I don't think Chris Cuomo is going to be fired because he knows where all the bodies are buried. And if they fire him and then he sues for a lawsuit, he's the kind of guy that will, you know, go on his, you know, his radio show or will release an op-ed and saying, oh, yeah, you think that you think that I was the only one working with Andrew Cuomo? No, here's Katie Turr and here's five other, you know, big media names. And this that's kind of rem reminiscent of the Maxwell trial. They're obviously one's a legal trial, one's a criminal trial, one's not. But that's kind of the two comparisons I'm making. There's, you know, I think that there's. Again, if if this just if this trial wraps up and she is either convicted or she's acquitted, and we don't learn anything else, um, I think that that's going to be a huge disservice and a huge disappointment. And again, that's just going to feed more people going, hmm, why didn't we want to hear more about this stuff? And as long as that stuff is under lock and key, screw it. I think you deserve conspiracy theories. <laughs> that's what you deserve for not, you know, throwing all of those names out there and protecting these very powerful, pervy people allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> well, I think we'll leave it there. I know we're going to be covering this really heavily at the Spectator World. Um, so definitely keep an eye on our website for continuing coverage. Uh, thank you every guys for listening and tune into the next episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out more at spectatorworld.com. And if you'd like to listen to us, please check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are available.